Ryan Reese. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Oh, man, I just realized Ivan never texted me the information I asked him for. It's cool, though. We're live on radio, so he's, he, he's listening right now in the other room. Hey, Ivan, shoot me that text. I. <laughs> well, it's good to be back, Melinda. You got I blue know. hair. I know. I have blue hair now. I'm a little darker. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii will do that to you. <laughs> yep, exactly. Did you, did you bleach it or dye it before Hawaii or after? No, I just got done yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, because the Hawaii, the, the salt water, the sun will just, just it'd be, it'd be so actually good. neon green. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Which I might try next time. Well, we have, a, we have a great show for you tonight. I have Leslie Salazar Carrillo in studio. She's the exec, executive director of Pregnancy Resource Center in Vista, California. And uh, the statistics and the information that, and the story she's going to have tonight is going to be wild and so true. But we are going to be taking calls tonight, and it's going to have to do with pregnancy, STDs, sex, drugs, all, all this stuff that's going on with the youth. There's one quote she did give me, or actually I heard her on the radio um, on K-Wave in an earlier show about, a, uh, I don't know, maybe like three weeks ago. And this is what grabbed me. She says that the average 15-year-old will gather as much information in one day as a 15-year-old would gather 80 years ago in one year. We are being bombarded with information through social media and everything that's going on in the culture. And this is the state of culture. And I'm going to tell you right now, these are not depressing times. These are actually exciting. These are the most exciting times to be living in in world history. And, you know, being involved in in, uh, the whosoever's movement and reaching out to this next generation. I am so stoked to be doing this and even working alongside with people like her, Melinda, and I also have one of my good friends in studio tonight. His name is Fish. He's the youth pastor of Calvary Chapel Downey, California, and he has a sick conference going on this next week. I'm going to let him talk a little bit about it in a minute, but I'm, I'm also uh, one of the speakers, and I'm, dude, I'm psyched to, yeah. to be there. I'm going to be there in the, in the morning session, but tell, tell the listening audience uh, well, first of all, can they tune in through a webcast, too, if they're in a different state? Unfortunately, no, because the room that we'll be in doesn't have the camera. We're going to try and set that up. We'll see if we can do that. But We'll plug it out. You know what I'm going to yeah. do? I'll build. I'll hopefully get my hands on a copy of it, and I can put it on my YouTube or whatever. Oh, sweet. But for the listening audience here in California, yeah. let's talk about it. What's, what's the whole theme? It's called Fearless. It's called Fearless. This is the third annual Fearless that we have done, um, or that we're doing, I should say. And it's basically coming from Second uh, Timothy one seven, which basically says, you know, uh, f- it tells all the youth, it tells all every Christian, everybody, to not be afraid, to get out there, to share your faith, to be bold with your faith. That God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And I think today, um, you know, Ryan, you go out there, you go to, uh, you do the. Uh, the school outreaches, mm-hmm. you know, the kill the noise outreaches, and the, the whole purpose is to see these kids get saved, right? Yep. And then equip and build up soldiers out on the campuses and get them out to share the gospel. And so that's pretty much the heart behind Fearless is to, um, it's more in reach, you know, mm-hmm. to invite youth ministries from all over to bring their kids to come out and to really pour into these kids and get them excited about the gospel, to get them excited about the the times that we're living in, to see the burden, to see the hurt and the pain out there, and to move right. with the yeah. gospel and be bold and be fearless and 
you know, the world is fearless for, you know, lesbianism and homosexuality and all these other things going on out there. Um, we need to be more fearless for Christ. We need to be more fearless and more bold with our faith and not cower in fear and not and 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 so just that's just the heart behind it is just to we're living in the last days, as you said, Ro, mm-hmm. like this is exciting, exciting times. And so yeah, we have a great lineup. What is we, the lineup? Um we have you. And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'll be doing eight uh, sessions that day. Oh, that's not such a great lineup. No. No, you have Ben Corson. Yes, we got yeah. Ben Corson. Ben Corson, he's ben a Corson. wild man. Yeah, he is. He is um, a mini me of John. You know, yeah. he is awesome. So we have Ben. We have Brennan Beeler uh-huh. um, from Regenerate like Church yep. and uh, from Golden Springs yeah, as yeah. well. Like and, and then we also have Ray Comfort coming Ooh. out he's a wild man too he yeah. had that one video called uh was it like 180 180 yeah he's had a couple of them and and he's just he's real passionate about you know sharing the gospel yeah he challenges people mm-hmm. and um and he's out there man he's hit i was just uh went with to huntington beach with my family two weeks ago and we drove by and he's out there on the pier standing there preaching and so he's fearless yeah, he's for he real. Is. So yeah, like the whole heart is to is to get people that are fearless for Christ and the things that you're doing, um, the things that Ben is doing, the things that uh, Brennan is doing, and Ray. I just felt that this year these are the guys that that the Lord has placed on my heart to invite and come out. And so yeah, we're pumped, we're excited. We've invited churches from all over. Um, we've had churches uh, last year. We had church that came all the way from Oxnard, and we're in Downey. Right on. And then Ooh. another church that uh, came from as far as. I think Carlsbad, I think it was. So, we're, you know, we're, the word's going out there. We're inviting them. It's July 8th, mm-hmm. next Saturday, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's totally free. It's free? It's completely free. The Lord has covered the costs, and um, our pastor, Pastor Jeff Johnson, has a heart just to just to really just bless the youth and Mm so um it's free we're gonna have a free taco lunch Mm -hmm. uh we just ask all the kids um and their youth leaders and their youth pastors to come we're inviting them but we just ask that they register you know they're not they don't have to pay for anything the only thing is just to register online at ccdowney.com and that's just so that we can get a head count for the free tacos that we're gonna feed the kids so dude that is awesome so this saturday it's free Brendan Beeler, Ben Corson, Ray, Ray Comfort, Comfort, and myself. Taco. You had, yeah, tacos. I had you hello. I remember you calling, hey, Ryan, can you come tacos. speak? Yeah. I'm like, will there be free tacos? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so it's on and cracking. So please go to Calvary Chapel, Downey. CCDowney.com. And register. register. There's a tab right there, Fearless. Click there and What's register the online. This is for junior high and high school. Okay. Um, and you know, and their youth pastors and their youth leaders to come on out and because we just want to raise up an army. I don't know about you, but I've noticed like if you get the kids at a young enough age, then they have no problem being bold about what they believe. You know, no, like I, yeah. I have a 17-year-old daughter, and we were in Maui, and she was looking at a ruby ring. And the sales girl was like, why do you want this ruby ring? She said, well, there's a Proverbs about the <laughs> virtuous woman, wow. and her virtue is far above rubies. And I'm like, dang, like, it, put me, wow, it put awesome. me to shame. Because there's sometimes where I'm not, like, as bold. I mean, I'll say something, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, no, because I don't want to offend people. Or I think... 
oh, I might close the door in some way. But she was just like putting it out there. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, why why can't we be like that? You know what I'm saying? It's like the Lord's going to provide and he's already set up people. Like when we're sharing with people, he's already done Amen. business with their heart. You Amen. know what I'm saying? Amen. So it's like we just got to be as bold as we can no matter what, you know, and know that the Lord is going to handle it. Yes. You know, and Jesus said, you know, the, the fields are white with harvest. Right. I mean, they're ripe. They're ready. The exactly. hearts are ready. He said that thousands of years ago. And yet we as a church, we, you know, not I mean, just as the church in general, mm-hmm. we sit on our hands and we're not going out there enough, in my right. opinion. I think, you know, um, we need to go with the boldness mm-hmm. and be fearless, knowing that God has already prepared the hearts. Mm-hmm. Their hearts are ripe and ready, and we just need to go. In two weeks, I'm taking my youth group to Philadelphia, and we're going to hit the streets in Philly and just share the gospel. This is the second time. And that's just my heart. You know, right. My heart is to just train up these youth to share their faith because they're going to do most of the work. They're, right. they're, you know, Ryan, you get on campus, what, one school a year? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you move around all mm-hmm. over the place, but yeah. you're there one time. If we get right. all these kids pumped up yeah. for the Lord and pack out these Bible clubs and, and disciple them and mm-hmm. train them up, They'll do all the work. Exactly. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. That's For exa- sure. at, yeah. That's the system that we need in place. I was right. at the uh, Calvary Chapel uh, conference this weekend, and uh, Ray Bentley was talking about how he got saved, and he was a freshman, and he was doing a Bible study on the campus as a freshman to the seniors and all these people. And I'm like, dude, that's it? Like a freshman giving a Bible study mm-hmm. to all the different classes? Because you, when you're a freshman, you're the runt mm-hmm. of, the, of the school. Yeah. And he was doing it, you know, back back in those days. And then even even the old school Calvary Chapel, all these burnt hippies were getting saved. And then what were they doing? Greg Laurie, my dad, and uh, who's the other guy? Um, Greg, my dad, my and dad Mike McIntosh were like kind of the evangelist guys that right. were going to the high schools. There's many. There's probably yeah. other ones, but the main dudes that were going out, sharing the gospel, and and people were getting saved. So, yeah, dude, it's we need some fearless, bold, young people. To go out and so get, I'm ready for wild. you to bring it, man. So we're, I'm coming. Just <laughs> make sure the tacos are there. Those tacos are there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for being on the radio, man. Yeah, we love you, you Fish. And um, I'll be there this uh, Saturday. Yeah, come on out. At Fearless. Yes. God bless you guys. All right, love See you, you there. Too. Right you on. So... All right, I'm going to give out the phone line. The number is 888-564-6173. 888 888- Five six four six one seven three is the hotline to call in. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, Leslie go ahead and drop it on us. Why, why are you here? What are you dealing with? What's going on with the youth these days? Because we want to take some calls. There's parents that are going to be listening that their kids are going through this stuff. Not only that, there are going to be people that are listening mm-hmm. that are young yeah. or old that are going exactly through these situations of some of the stuff that you've been dealing with. Yeah, so... Um... What you said, and that that is true. So the average 15-year-old today will take in more information in one day than a 15-year-old 80 years ago would in a lifetime. So these kids are trying to, like, sift through all this information, what's true, what's not true. And so when we were growing up, our peer group was our peer group. Mm-hmm. It was the people around us. Their peer group are thousands of people who they've never even met, Right. who are defining who they are or who def- they want to be or who they want to be or say, yeah. this is what you need to, this is what beautiful is. This is what mm-hmm. value is. And, and they're just trying to filter out like, what is this information? And parents, I would say, don't give up your role. 
because statistics have proven that can't, they want to hear from you first. They trust you. You think that they don't, but they actually do. Right. And But parents are like, I don't, I don't, you know what, how am I going to say that? Say it. So I teach a class um, and it teaches parents how to have like effective communication, right. how to ask open-ended questions, how to come alongside your kid and don't preach at them. Don't, mm-hmm. this doesn't, fear tactics don't work and don't say, well, don't do this. And, or else. And, or else. <laughs> and you know what, parents, and I, I have to say, uh, the sad statistic is in our center, we see as many Christian girls as non-Christian girls who are pregnant or think that they're pregnant, mm-hmm. and they are considering abortion as an option. Wow. Because they would rather abort than go back to their church and say, I made a mistake. Right. And so don't think because they're being raised in the church that they got to pass. Mm-hmm. And so do your kids know what your family banner statement is about sex? Right. Well, this doesn't help. Well, yeah, they're in church. That doesn't help. Because mm-hmm. they got a whole world out there that is telling them something different. The, so, the church should not be teaching sex ed or, I mean, it's good to inform them, but yeah. the parent is the one that's the first one, the first point of contact, obviously. Because yeah. if the parent doesn't, the world and social media is going to have. Because you're the one that has the relationship with them. And you think that you don't because the world has told you that you don't have anything of value to say to your kids. Mm. But non-faith-based studies have proven otherwise. The National Institute uh, to Prevent Teen Pregnancy, it always lists parents as the people that their teens trust the most. Mm. So your kids are under so much pressure. When I used to go speak in schools... Or when I'd speak to parents, I'd have parents close their eyes and go back to being 16. Mm -hmm. You know, remember what that pressure was like, because I was so horrifically dorky when I was 16. And (laughs) like, go. Oh, my God. Not not much has changed. (laughs) But and but go back to like that pressure that you were feeling to fit in. You're liking somebody. They don't like you. All of this. Okay, so your kids growing up today have. They are the post 9-11 kids. They have never lived in a time where we weren't under a threat of terrorism. They've never lived in a time where schools weren't being shot up. They've never lived in a time where social media wasn't telling them what, who they should be, what they should be. So their pressure that we felt is expanded like 10 times. And they're trying to, they're just trying to figure out life. But don't you think that parents today are trying to be friends and not parents. And Mm. they think because a society Mm. has told them, hey, you need to be friends with your kids. And, you know, that kind of thing, because it's like, I see it all the time. It's like they expect the school, because my kids go to a Christian school. So they expect that Christian school to raise their kids, to teach them about sex and teach them about the Lord. But when they go home, Nothing's reinforced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these parents are allowing someone else to raise them instead of taking on the responsibility and saying, you know what? God gave me these kids. Yeah. I'm responsible for them. I need to raise them. What do you have to say, youth pastor? Yeah. You know, (laughs) gosh, this is is one of the most frustrating things that that it's it's a bummer, man. Um, I can think of just it was a few years ago. There was a lady I had her was a mom. I rebuked mm-hmm. her in my office big time because she brought her kid into my office and she's talking to us about 
um, uh, you know, you need to talk to my son because he's sexually active and this and that. So I'm talking to her, and then she she begins to mention that she has a boyfriend, and the and then it go the boyfriend's living in the house with them, and the I've boyfriend, heard the story and, and I'm just like, hold on, right? You know, and I had to ask the kid to leave, and I, and I just I'm like, what is the example that mm-hmm. you're setting? Like, mm-hmm. and you're this this is what your son is seeing. How you, how are you? Where, where does he see Jesus in your life? Right. And I think. God has not called a parent to be a friend. Mm-hmm. He's called them to be mom and dad. Mom right. and dad will lay their life down for their kids. Friends won't. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a much greater responsibility that that um, that the parent has, and it's an honor. It's a call. It's just take it, mm-hmm. take it, and mold them and shape these kids. Psalm one twenty seven says, "Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth." And, uh, I, you know, I had a gentleman uh, minister to me a, in New Jersey on a mission trip, and he, he said, you know, your kids are like your arrows. But that warrior, he has to make his own arrows. And he has to take that wood and he has to straighten it out. And then he's got to sharpen the arrowhead. And then he's got to find a direction and point it, and then he's got to shoot. He goes, but sometimes that arrow falls short and misses. Does he leave it there? No. He goes and he picks it up straightens it out, sharpens it, points it again, and shoot. You got to get direction from the Lord. You got to straighten these kids out. You got to mm-hmm. sharpen them with the Word of God and and just by faith shoot and let them go and leave it up to the Lord. Changed my life as a parent. Right. Changed my life as mm-hmm. a parent. Yeah. But also, you know, recently I was speaking in a church and uh, to middle school parents and kind of called them out a little bit. What are you posting on your Instagram? Mm. What are oh, you yeah. posting on your snap? Right. What are you telling your girls where your value comes from? Exactly. You know, and that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. And no, you're not your parent, your kid's friend. Right. And and you're right. The churches should not be teaching. And I've really kind of changed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not be teaching your kids about sex. They're, they should be talking about it because the Bible is full right. of it. Exactly. With the, with the Bible, where the Bible stands of yes. holiness yes. and that, but not... Sex ed, that's the parents' no. job. Right. Yeah. And, and so parents <laughs> don't... They're, they're going to hear it on the playground, man. They're going to hear all the right. vile junk. You know, they're not going to yeah. hear... And and you know what, parents? <laughs> God's plan. I, yeah. I get yeah. called out on this all the time. And, and Ryan, because and you would know too, is have you walked on a high school campus recently? Like, have you heard... Because I'm a kind of a straight shooter and kids will tell me stuff. And I'm like, yeah, all right. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not too surprised by that. Right. And been called out by parents like you're abdicating. I'm not I'm not advocating it. Mm-hmm. But have you walked down a high school hallway recently? Right. Have you heard what they're dealing with every single day? Mm-hmm. Christian school, public school. It, it doesn't matter. Are you are do you understand that your kids actually know more than you think that they know? Because mm-hmm. parents yeah. always ask me, when should I start talking about my kids about this? Um, from very little. Right. But fifth grade, mm-hmm. you need to start getting really proactive because, and this is the best way that you do it. So what are your friends, you know, have your friends started talking about boys or mm-hmm. girls or what do they say? And then you're just going to sit and you're going to be quiet and you would be surprised of what they tell you. And they're not, may not tell you that conversation. You keep doing it. It's right. relationship. Ryan and I were talking earlier you know, it's just not a one-shot thing. You don't do sex ed like when, okay, these are the birds or the bees. Right. And, you know, it's not the hit it and quit it of sex ed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's over time and over time and over time. And you're finding those moments, especially um, with guys, because any guy knows you sit and look at them eye to eye and they're going to freak out. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to pick those moments. I used to um, when my son was in high school um, and I knew that he was wanted to talk about something. I'd start making tortillas. Mm. My mom would She's tell you. She's Mexican, by the way. I'm Mexican. <laughs> in case you didn't know. I, I, by my last I name. Uh, and then I can't be quiet but um, my mom would tell you I make the worst tortillas in the world (laughs) but I was busy doing something else and then you just throw those kind of softballs out Mm -hmm. there and then because they want to tell you they high school is such a difficult time don't forget how hard high school was for you right expand that By tenfold. Again, because they got a pressure of social media. Mm -hmm. They've got pressures of YouTube. We didn't have YouTube. Exactly. They have everybody's pouring into them and they're trying to figure out what is truth. What do Mm -hmm. I believe? And Mm -hmm. and we see young girls in our center all the time that they don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. They have tried to define themselves through this guy and that guy and that guy and really... They're, they're trying to fill in that, that emptiness inside of them. And this is where I get, you'll see me get a little irritated. Can we stop blasting that girl that's walking into that pregnancy center? Mm-hmm. Can we stop calling her names? Can we stop saying, well, if she didn't do this and she didn't do that, you have no idea what her life is. Right. You have no idea what her struggles are. And you don't have any idea that that emptiness that she's feeling that the world told her, you go and have sex mm-hmm. and, and it'll make everything better. Or right. go experiment with this and go experiment with that. So, um, there, I mean, there's also other girls that are going into these pregnancy centers from they've been raped. And, yes, and I mean, I've 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 counseled with people where they were their their dad was having sex with them. Or I mean, dude, I've heard the crazy just recently, like a couple of weeks ago, these these stories I was hearing from these twelve year olds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like. You, there's a million reasons why those girls will be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not cookie cutter. The one thing that is the same thread across the board is they are hurting. Right. And they are broken. Mm-hmm. And they desperately want somebody to love them. We have probation girls. So we speak in probation school um, once every three months. And then we have uh, the probation girls come into the center because teenage girls will go get pregnant, but they won't go someplace that they don't know. So it becomes a safe place for them. I know these people. They were kind to me. And then we do this roundtable, and we start talking about what's home like. Mm-hmm. like well, their home, like, it, it, their home life is uh, mom's tweaking. Right. Mm-hmm. Mom's slamming heroin. Mm-hmm. Dad's dead prison, never met him. Right. They've got guys coming in. We had this one girl. Um, this is San Diego. Uh yeah. Area, by the way. Yeah, yeah. North San Diego. Like, this is, this, yeah, this is like, like uh, thirty minutes from uh, yeah. Orange County. Yeah, right up, yeah. not not far from Pendleton. Right. Yeah. So we had this girl. She would get busted on purpose because juvie was safer for her than living in the house with drug dealer dad and all the men he had coming in. Oh, sketchiness for yeah. sure. Yeah. So she would rather be in juvie. A beautiful girl, just broken. That's. That's where your kids are right mm-hmm. now. And I'm not saying everybody's kid is right. like. Because I know there's parents that are like, my kid's not like that. But your kid's coming in contact 
with people like that. Let's equip them Mm -hmm. with grace. Let's equip them with love. Let's equip them so because that's their mission field Mm -hmm. to come along, say and say, I I don't really understand your life, Mm -hmm. but hey, I'll I'll listen to you and I will not judge you. That's kind of where the fearless comes in is you're equipping these kids to to know the gospel, to love, to have grace and mercy and to be able to be there to minister to these kids as well. And ministering, sometimes just listening. Like you said, if you just tuned in, you're listening to uh, Leslie Salazar. Tell your last name. Carrillo. Carrillo. (laughs) Carrillo, the executive director of the Pregnancy Resource Center in Vista, California. I'd say for me and my kids growing up in the church, I try to instill in them because my daughter was going to um, a Catholic high school and there were a lot of lesbians there. Mm-hmm. And she'd come home and be like, oh, my gosh, that girl's a lesbian. And she wouldn't have one, anything to do with them because, you know, mm-hmm. you grow up in the church mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you get this like mm-hmm. thing like, well, oh, they're like the enemy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like. You need to love them Mm -hmm. because they're hurting Mm -hmm. and they need someone to talk to. And if you can be there for them because you have the answer, which is Jesus Christ. And if they turn to somebody else, they're not going to get the truth. You know what I'm saying? And like all these kids, they just want to be loved. And that's what Jesus Christ is all about. Love. You know, some people might hate me for this, but it's okay. You can't see my face. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Actually, there's a video. There's, oh, we're man. videoing it tonight. Oh, I got a big ugly headphones but, on. Um, I'm going His name's home. Fish. He's from I've, Downey, yeah. Cover Chapel. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Instagram is, uh... <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. No, no but um, I think that, that if I'm going to be honest, I think the church has done a terrible job at being a witness to the homosexual mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. by elevating that sin and making it mm-hmm. You know, worse than everything else. Right. And worse than everything else. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, th- there was a, a woman that I was counseling. She was so upset about her son who came out as a homosexual. And I obviously can understand her grief. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if your son was heterosexual and he was fornicating, would you be here in my office right. feeling the same way? True that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, it's just something that that is is we, we have to consider it. Like, this is... Do we accept it? No. Right. Do, no. do we slam it? No. Mm-mm. I mean, we have to be real with people and we have to just come to them with the gospel, with the message of the good news. And that's yeah. it. That's it. They're, they're sinners exactly. not walking with Jesus. Right. What mm-hmm. do you expect for exactly. them to, to do? Mm-hmm. You know? so. Sin is sin. That's you know? it. That's what it comes down to. And you know what? Ryan and I were talking... And, I so agree with you because we put these degrees on sin. And so that person, and I was talking about that woman Uh or even the guy, because abortion affects men too. And they're sitting in church because all they, is it horrific? Yes. Mm -hmm. For everybody involved. But there's so much judgment. Uh, There's so much judgment with homosexuality. And so they're sitting in church and they're like, this is the one sin that cannot be forgiven. And I, I don't ever, and so they're broken. Mm-hmm. And they're, and we come alongside, because we do have a post-abortion healing, and help them rebuild that shatteredness in their life. Because, and understand that God already forgave them for that. Right. He forgave them at the cross. And with, a, I, I, I'm not God. Mm-hmm. I'm not God. Right. My job is not to judge you. You have a judge. Mm-hmm. And his, he says, I love you. Right. Repent from your sin. But. I mean, you know what? We're going to be going to break in a minute. 
So we're gonna we're gonna come right back to that in a few minutes. You're listening to Leslie from the uh, pregnancy center down in um, down in uh, Vista, California. And I want to plug a couple things right before we go to break. Not I want to plug actually the Downey Conference again. It's this Saturday. It starts at what time? Nine a.m. Nine a.m. And it's gonna be Ben Corson, Garrett Beal, uh, Brendan Beeler. Uh, who else? Great um, comfort. Great comfort. Great comfort. And myself, that's going to be for high school and junior high. And then also that same day, I'm speaking at a different conference. This is a men's conference. It's an older crowd from 830 to 230. It's going to be David Rosales, David Guzik, Brian Broderson, myself, Garrett Beeler, and David Zamora. This is at Calvary Chapel Living Way on the all the way on the other side of town in Fontana. So this, these, these areas are Holy far from you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're young, go towards Downey. If you're older, go to the men's conference, and we will see you there. And I'm also doing the wake-up tour right now. It's this wake-up message, exactly about what we've been talking about. I got several dates. The next big one's going to be out at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar on July 16th. There's several dates. There's Fullerton. There's uh, Montebello. There's Chino. There's Whittier. There's Toronto. I mean, on and on. And we have actually have another 25 dates that we're locking down Right now, as we speak, all the way from Miami to New Mexico to Colorado, Seattle. So things are going down. This is the wake-up message, and it goes back to what Fish said. Jesus said in John 4, 35, it says, Wake up or look around. The harvest is ripe. And this is so true. And this is the message that God has given me, that the harvest is ripe because we are getting overloaded with information, and kids and adults are looking for hope, and it, it's only through a relationship with Jesus. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Everything all right? Sure. Call now one eight 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 five six four sixty one seventy three, or post your questions using the hashtag Live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo. Now back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. All right, if you guys turned in for the first half of the show, we were just talking about what uh, kids are going through at these high schools. Leslie was talking about going to the college or the high school campuses and talking to these kids about what they're going through and even even talking to your own kids about uh, sex and making sure they're not learning it from the Internet because they're going to learn. But if you're not giving them what it really is at home and they're learning it from the Internet, they're going to have a twisted whole thought process of it. So... You could talk a little bit more about that. And while you do that, I want to actually put out the number 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. We want to hear from you. If uh, maybe you're maybe you're struggling with some of this stuff, maybe you're struggling with your sexual identity, mm-hmm. maybe uh, you're contemplating an abortion. I mean, you could call in nameless. We'll just, we'll just take your call. We don't have to say what your name is. Um, maybe you're, you're struggling with... Um, any anything you could be going through, you could be dealing with uh, some 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 drugs and alcohol, whatever whatever it is that we're talking about. If you need some counseling, you want to hear some word words of, of wisdom, whatever we can give you from from God's word, we love for, to hear from you at triple eight five six four six one seven three. Go ahead and keep telling us about that high school stuff. Yeah, well, and especially this is because we were talking earlier. So the decisions that they're making in high school how their thought processes change when they get into college. So um, you and I were talking earlier. So statistically, a high school student will not abort unless somebody's making them. Mm. 
um, they're wonderful in thinking, oh, it's going to be wonderful, and this, and babies are wonderful. You get into the 19 to 29-year-old generation, um, their abortion rates are about 57% mm. um, because they have access to it. It seems to make sense to them. But the crazy thing is, because I've spent a lot of time on college campuses, they've been so indoctrinated into thinking that this isn't life. Mm. And it's just like anything. Parents, speak truth into your kids right. because their souls are yearning for truth. Mm-hmm. They don't want cocoa cut, cocoa crispy. They don't want, they want real truth. And the reason, and I, I'm sure Ryan, you're like that. And Fish, I'm sure you're like this. I love working with teenagers um, because I'm about their maturity level. <laughs> but they'll, yeah, it is. They'll call you out. Right. They have no filter if they and they know when you're lying to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're speaking truth, that's what they're hungry for. But then they get into the the college age. And so when we go on and we talk about fetal development and and, and this is the thing, you don't have to tell people what to believe. Just right. speak truth. Right. So we'll have fetal models out and they're like, "Wait, that's not true." So we'll go through, you know, the the Human heart starts beating 21 days after conception. A woman generally finds out she's pregnant 30, 35 days after conception. And you show them that. And they're like, but wait. Wait. And then we'll have like a fetal model at like 20 weeks. But wait. You can abort at that age. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. But wait. That's wrong. I didn't tell them it was right. wrong. They came to their own conclusion. And sometimes when they'll fight me, I'll be like, Google it. Right. Look it up and they'll Google it. See, we need to stop with this telling people what to do. We need to start with giving them truth and love. Right. Because truth is always going to stand. I don't like getting told what to do. I have authority issues. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) (laughs) it's true. But you make me think about it and my reasoning. It's the same thing when we're preaching the gospel. Right. Have you considered this? Have you considered this? God's word is going to stand. Yep. And so we need to stop telling people what to do. We need to start educating them. And Do you find that once you, um, you know, lay it out for them at 21 weeks, the heart starts beating, do you, do you see like a change in the process of the way they're thinking? Because now they can actually see it and they're like, Wow, like I never knew that. Yeah. And now I know it. Yeah. Where they're like, uh, I can't do this anymore. Or they're in, you know, a con- quandary because they're like, I want to do it. But yet now I'm thinking that I am killing a human life. You know what I'm saying? Do you find a lot of decisions that are being changed because of that? that or Yeah. So that's a totally different tone of conversation. So when mm-hmm. we're out on the college campuses, we're, ju- we're giving information and you know, they're not in crisis that we know of. Right. Um, so that's, and again, it's, so 21 days. And yeah, you can see the light mm-hmm. starting to go on. In right. Their head. A crisis situation is a lot different. Mm. Um, so when somebody's in a crisis, they, they're thinking in a circular pattern. We want to, and so nobody makes good decisions because they're going to react. Right. The most expedient thing to do right now. Um, so what we want to do is slow that conversation down. We want to make it a linear process. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you're here. You think you may be pregnant. You need a pregnancy test. Let's get that done for you. Right. 
whatever decision that you think that you're going to make, you need an ultrasound because we need to know how far along you are. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's slowing that conversation down. Right. And you're slowing it, slowing it down. We're not telling them what decision they need to make, Mm -hmm. but we're going to educate them on all of them. Right. If they allow us. The ultrasound, when you see, because we can pick up a baby at six weeks and a couple of days. Wow. So that heart's already been beating. So by the time she finds she's pregnant at 30 to 35 days, that heart's been beating for about 15 days mm-hmm. already. So when we see that, when it's up on the screen, yeah, that's a game changer for sure. Yeah, because that. again, they've been so indoctrinated mm-hmm. that there's not that life. There's no life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's and there's life. So a shameless plug right now, mm-hmm. if you're listening, we need a new ultrasound machine because we need better imaging. How much are they? Thirty-five thousand. All right, we need thirty-five thousand. Exactly. Where do they go to donate? Uh, uh, friends at www.friendsofprcvista.com. Go to donate, and you click on it's right at the top, and you click on it, and um, yeah, that's what we need right now because our ultrasound machine is about eight years old. Wow. And the better imaging and yeah, because you get the ones with the three D too. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they'll say, "Well, isn't that coercion?" No, because we're just showing them. Right. We're checking for three things: intrauterine pregnancy, uh-huh. gestational age, and is there a heartbeat? Right. That's a. They need to know these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But and and I have to say, my heart is. Um, so statistically, women say that if a man were to step up and say, "Please don't do this," she won't abort. Mm. That's not always. Right. But but about eighty ninety percent of mm-hmm. the time. But men have been indoctrinated to think, I don't have a voice in this. Right. I can't. It's her body. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything mm-hmm. to say about this. This is true. I thought about that mm-hmm. when I've got girls pregnant. Yes. I don't have. But you do. And so my heart is to bring men counselors into our center. Because, guys, you guys speak in a totally different language right. than we do. A guy goes with a guy. <laughs> a girl's. With, so that guy can say, dude. I just wanted a hookup. I just wanted, she told me she didn't want a relationship because, right. you know, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, we lie. <laughs> yep. We'll lie. Exactly. And, or he's like, I totally want this baby, but I don't know how to, I don't even think I have a right to it. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know how I'm going to support this child. Any dad thinks that when they first find out that they're going to have a baby. Ryan, three kids coming. Oh, my gosh. You still don't yeah. know how to support the kids. I know. <laughs> my kid's t- almost 22, and I'm like, how do we support you? Right. But um, so a guy goes with a guy, and he's, he's heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. Parents, from your kids, anybody, when we're out doing ministry, people want to be heard. Pe- because that's how they feel valued. Exactly. Is when they – you. St- Listen, and so that's a counseling tool. Mm-hmm. In counseling, you actually speak very little. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to hear. Mm-hmm. You're listening. What are they saying, and what are they not saying? Right. Because their face is telling you everything that they're not saying, mm-hmm. and so you're you're easing, and it's that relationship building. So you're out in the high school too, because I spent so much time out. So kids are coming up to you, and they're like pouring out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're just their life to you. So you soften your face and you're like, yeah, I hear you. That must have hurt. I can't even imagine what that feels like. 
And, and then you just stand and you just listen. That's how we get this done. Mm-hmm. That's how we build relationships with people. We are so busy talking at, and for somebody who speaks for a living, we're so busy talking at, we don't talk with. Parents, you need to talk with your kids, not exactly. at your kids. When they're little. Ask, you know, I was just thinking, as you're saying all this stuff, I was, I was just thinking about when we were even at Downey High School, we, we spoke to the kids, but then after we, we give everyone food and we, we hang out. Yeah. And what I do after, we have like a cotton candy machine and the pizza. So I just, it's, you know, it's a little food frenzy. Everyone's feeling good, right? <laughs> so I just walk up and I just start asking questions. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Oh, cool. What music you want to do? Oh, mm-hmm. and then as you're, these questions are coming out and you're just listening, because as you ask questions, that means you're listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, I had four girls come up to me and they all were like, yeah, we someone committed suicide, I guess, on that school. Yeah. Not too, like a week yeah, before that. Yeah, it was like that. about a week or two before yeah. that. And then these girls go, oh yeah, we were all, we all wanted to commit suicide. I'm just like. I was just there, like asking, "Hey, how are you doing?" What's and then all of a sudden they just unloaded on me. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's you know, so you true. give me food, and I'll tell you just about anything. Right. <laughs> but so you true. and I were talking just about questions. The, yeah, it's it's because Hanging we out. are created to be relational. Mm-hmm. We're created to have give and take. You know, mm-hmm. you you can live without food. You can live without water for a little bit. You it's very difficult for you to live without relation. Right. And so. But everybody is so tied to their phone. Right. They're looking down. And parents, think about how much time you're spending on social media. Right. How much time are you interacting with your kids? So you're going out and you're talking to this kid. Really, two questions. Hey, how you doing? Where do you go to school? And it's like, bleh, mm-hmm. emotional vomit. Now, if you were an evil person, well, I used to think that all the time. Man, if I was an evil person, you just told me your whole life story. Like... I could so exploit you right. right now. And you know what? Guess what? They are. I'm in North San Diego County. Mm-hmm. We are part of the vine um, for sex trafficking. Wow. We see kids exploited all the time. All the time. I'm going to go ahead and give out the number again. 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. If you have any questions... Go ahead and give us a call. We're here. We're waiting on you. I know sometimes when we when we talk about this intensive stuff, people are just kind of listening and waiting. And it kind of seems like that's what's happening. So, um, yeah. So we'll take those uh, we'll take those calls as you uh, or those questions as you call in. Yeah. Um, we we got one question right now. We'll take this guy right here, Jonathan from Fontana. Jonathan, how you doing tonight? You're on live with Ryan Reese. What's your question? Hey, brother, how you doing? Chilling, chilling. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. And I'm actually calling because my question was basically on the topic of you guys saying about high school and how people, kids can feel, I guess, in a way, pressure to fit into their society. Mm -hmm. And the question is, like, as Christians, we're supposed to love them to the kingdom. That's what you guys and whosoever's is about. And I love that. And as a Christian, we're supposed to do this, what Jesus did. But it comes to a point where we can love them there, but there's also a place that how can we lovingly correct them when it's necessary? Because in this time of generation, this nation where everything is almost acceptable, like marijuana, homosexuality, premarital sex, everything. I just graduated high school two years ago. And even after that, it's like high school part two when you go to college. It just gets more and more and more. So I would like your answer on that and that topic, and that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I read that verse where Jesus says, uh, he gave us the Great Commission, go out and make disciples of the nation, baptize them in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey my commandments. And I feel like when he says go out 
and and oh, actually, I'm thinking of Acts one eight. He says, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses." And when he says that, you will go out and you will be his witnesses. I think about our life. Our life is a witness, and I feel that like with me as I'm as I'm out in with my friends and and different people around me, as they watch my life, my life by the power of the Holy Spirit, my life, they start asking questions like. Why aren't you cussing? Mm-hmm. How come you don't want to go to the strip club? And then as my life of me hanging out and just naturally the way the Holy Spirit works, these opportunities open up and they start asking questions or I'll start telling them, oh, I don't do that because, you know, I'm, I used you know I used to be involved with this and this left, left me into like bad relationships, abortions. So like conversations happen. And I think it's through at all. I think this whole kind of conversation tonight, it's all about relationship. Mm-hmm, right. And, um, as you, and when I say love people into the kingdom, it's not like, Oh dude, cool, man. You're like hook cheating on your wife. Dude, that's sick. Right on. Love you, bro. <laughs> it's like me loving them is by me. When I, when you love someone, when Jesus says, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbors yourself, love your neighbors yourself. is like, it's like you're loving, you're having a relationship, you're you're listening, you're talking, and through conversations, think if you're having if you're breaking bread and you're talking to people, conversations are gonna come up. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna go deep sooner or later, and, and they're gonna ask about you. And then as you do that, I think through love, um, you you uh you just you just tell them about your life, your testimony. There's so much power in, in testimony. Why and your testimony is not about Boy, I used to be a drug addict in this. And I'm just talking about your testimony as you being a Christian, as being a witness of Christ, just living out why you why you do these things, why you're not cheating on your wife, why you're not going out and using drugs, why you're not doing these things, you know, because you're, you're created for a, a purpose. And um, through relationships and conversations and listening, the doors will uh, will open. And then that's, I think, when you're going to be able to talk to people about the truth. Jesus says, I am, I am the way, the, the truth, and the life. And uh, the gospel is the truth. So did that answer your question? It does, um, as well. And also, um, I don't know who, or her name, but she was explaining about how she would listen to her kid. Um, I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Leslie. Yeah, I'm, uh, okay. I'm sorry, what? Leslie. Leslie? Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> and um, the thing is that when you're saying that, that was a cool, that was really cool to hear because in high school, for me as a kid, I felt like I couldn't be close with my parents. You know, it's like that fear of like disappointment more than getting mad. Because kids are used to parents being mad, but mm-hmm. we, we can't take disappointment. And that's how I believe people are, especially with God. They don't want to disappoint in God. Therefore, they don't. They feel almost outcasted in the church, or they feel like they can't go back. But when you were saying that how you listen to your kids, it's true because. People don't know how, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, right. And, and you know, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Jonathan. Sorry, I like to talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm Salvadorian, so we like to talk too. <laughs> oh gosh, one of us will have to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really cool, like how you're expressing that. And like the other guy before about arrows and sharpening people on the right path. Sorry, this is just a really good post today. Sorry, but but um, it's cool to see that you guys individually are doing that with your kids. That they'll do that to their kids. But my question for you, Leslie, is that when you listen, do you did you your mind go, okay, I need to listen and shut up, or is it like I I'm, I know it's gonna well, it most likely be said, but I have to just hear it and lovingly respond? What's yeah. your mentality going into that? You know what? Usually it's um. 
I trust that the Holy Spirit's going to give me the words that I need to give. And I'm going to listen to exactly what they're telling me. Because if I'm listening with wanting to respond, then I'm not really listening. I'm listening to exactly what they're telling me. And, you know, and, and to kind of piggyback on uh, what Ryan was saying, you know, like kind of calling your friends out. Um, now, I have a, a group of um, friends um, that we have no problem calling each other out. But we have a deep friendship um, and that has tested time. And so we're good with that. But you know what? Honestly, when somebody's saying, now I've been doing this, I always come back with a question like, Okay, so you did that. Like, how did you feel afterward? Like, or what were some of the consequences or what happened? You know, something came out of that. And so asking questions. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't ever go in thinking I know. And, you know, you do this for long enough. So I've been um, doing this for six years. You think, oh, I'm going to hear the same stories over and over again. And human nature is human nature, you know, but... It's their story, so I'm just going to sit and listen, and I'm going to wait, and then the Holy Spirit's going to give me exactly what I need to say, because if I go ahead of the Holy Spirit and think that I know what they need to hear, you know, it's like that clanging cymbal, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, mm-hmm. it's it's Leslie talking, it's not, it's not God talking, and so, um, no, I, a lot of times I'll ask questions back, not to condemn them, but like, so tell me a little bit more about that or how did, you know, what were the consequences of that? L- like I was talking about earlier, let them to come to their mm-hmm. own conclusion that these choices are not good for them. Because seriously, you tell me not to do something and I'm probably going to go want to do it. I mean, that's like my sin nature. So right? true. Yeah. Like, don't go over that line. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just told me not to do something. Now I'm just going to do it. Just exactly. Wrong. But if I come to the conclusion that if I jump over that that's going to be bad for me, then I, I want to own that. So does that make sense? Did I answer your question? Absolutely. Okay. And please don't think that I was perfect about raising my son because half the time he would tell you. <laughs> and you know what? That's kind of normal. Can we get him on the phone? <laughs> Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, call in right now. Um, you know what? It's so normal to feel disconnected from your parents. And actually, um, that is kind of that rub so that you leave your parents because you're you're meant to leave your parents. And and so you don't understand. Trust me, they don't understand you any better than you understand them. But so please don't ever think that I was perfect at it. But that's kind of normal. Um, and really, par- honestly, Jonathan, parents a lot of times create distance from their kids because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. They don't know what to say. And a lot of times when we don't know what to say, we don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's the, and that that's why I teach parents how to talk to your kids because or talk with them because a lot of times we just don't know. I don't care when you're before your kids are born. You think, oh, I'll talk to my kids about everything until it comes time to do it, mm-hmm. and then you're you just shut down, right? <laughs> like, oh. and I think kids have like um, their own personalities. Like you yeah. know, my 17 year old daughter, like she tells me everything to a fault. Like she tells me things, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't be telling me that right now because you're just admitting that you're doing something wrong. And so I'm like tailoring it back and being like, "Okay, Lord, like help me this to be a teaching moment and not a scolding moment. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my son, I mean, yes, he's nine. But I mean, we have like amazing conversations because we're at that level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where we get each other. And so it's just a matter of being open and knowing that 
when your kids do come to you that they know that you're not going to pounce on and be like, well, you're wrong. You need to do this. It's like, oh, okay, like, so why? Or, yeah. you know, like you said, like asking questions. Well, you know, what made you do that? Or, you know what I'm saying? And so it's a learning experience for both. It is. And you know what? And this used to happen um, with when my son was growing up. Is... We have a couple minutes left to the break. <laughs> or not to the break. <laughs> it's over. over. It's fine. We got, we got a couple minutes. So I'm going to let you continue. <laughs> but this is what I want to do for Jonathan. Jonathan. If you want to yes. come to one of these conferences, you can pick whatever conference you want to come to. If you want to roll with, I come will. I know I can get a plus one for free. <laughs> so if you want to come check out one of these conferences, we're going to put you on hold. Ivan's going to get your number. Silas is going to get your number. You let me know what conference you want to go to, and we're going to put you on the uh, the list uh, on the registration. You come down if, to make it one of these conferences. Is that cool? Exactly what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed mm -hmm. to be inspiring everyone to go out and live out the Great Commission so we can uh, reach as many people. That's our duty mm -hmm. here. Our mission Amen. is the Great Commission. So I hope this show inspires millions of people worldwide to go start their own movements and their own ministries Amen. and reach people. Just yeah. the thing, Jesus Christ is coming. Yeah. He's coming, right. and he can be I here think... any day now. And uh, the world needs Jesus. So I would suggest that everyone come into a close relationship with them and start living out the Great Commission, start having conversations, start listening mm -hmm. to what people have to say and let God open open the doors. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Fish. Thank you, Fermanda, <laughs> for being on. And don't forget, this Saturday in Downey, starting at 8 o'clock. 9. 9 o'clock. <laughs> come 8 if you want. 9 o'clock. We got a big youth conference, junior high and high school, and then on the other side of town at Calvary Chapel, in, uh, it's called Living Way in Fontana. It's another one's called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. It's a men's conference. It's going down. I'll be speaking at both, doing the wake up message. It's gonna be epic. And I love you guys. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. You know the Whosoever's Movement. We are uh, we have a monthly giving program. We're touring high schools. You could give at you could start at ten dollars a month giving. And basically what we do is we go to public high schools. Fish brought us out to their uh, to their school in Downey. I think we hit like 23 high schools last year. I'm trying to make it 60 this year. I want to triple it. And basically what we do is we show up with free food, free pizza, free product, free, uh, what else? Free Bibles. We give the gospel message. We plug them into the, the Christian club. And um, that's it. We, we hang out with them until the last kid leaves. And we, uh, we pray with these kids, and we just pray that God will continue to work in their lives and build them up and, and use them for their glory, for His glory. Mm -hmm. And uh, what else? Yeah, so coming up next, I have a teaching show. You can check that out. It'll be uh, coming on through the Gospel of John. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.